Today we are continuing our journey uh, with uh, that sermon series, Preach That Sermon. Uh, and today uh, the scripture that was uh, asked of us to preach was from Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30. Uh, and these, these are the words that we read. Uh, come, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. This was some, one of you has uh, asked us to preach on this sermon, so it is my hope that, uh, that God would speak to you uh, this day. Uh, would you pray with me? God, we thank you uh, for this day. We thank you for all the many blessings you pour upon us. God, we ask that you would open our eyes to your word, that we may learn from you. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. <clears throat> I find myself uh, doing this. I don't know about you, but I find myself walking out the house and thinking, ah, dang it, I forgot that. How many of you have this habit, right? I, like, I, I, like, I, sometimes I walk out and I go, ah, I don't have my phone and I kind of like, you know, run back in and pick it up and bring it. Or, you know, sometimes I say, oh, I forgot my wallet, you know, and kind of go back in and get it out. And, and then, um, I don't know if you, uh, I always happen to lose my keys. Any, 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 any people? And it's never my fault. <laughs> it really is never my fault. You know, and I like walk out and I was like, where do those keys go? Like, how do they walk away from me all the time? You know, I go back in and, you know, come back. You know, and this is something that I've kind of noticed uh, in my kids as well. Um, as they're getting older, uh, they keep carrying stuff too. Uh, uh, like, for example, my daughter, Samira, she uh, walks out of the house and she's like, oh, I got to get my phone. And she runs back in, gets it out. And then she's like, oh, I forgot my AirPods. Like, those are earphones. And she goes back and gets it. Oh, I wear my keys. And like, you know, because she has to go to school and let herself in. And, you know, she kind of like... In, then my son, Josiah, you know, who's seven years old, he's like, Dad, I'm ready. Let's go. It has, like, nothing on him. I was like, your life is so nice, right? I mean, constantly, like, when you think about all the stuff that you are carrying each day, all the stuff that you are carrying today, I want you to think about that. What is some of the stuff that you are carrying? What is some of the stuff that you... It just is on you. What is, what is some of those things? You know, I'm not talking about objects this morning. But what is it that you're carrying, friends? What is it that you are carrying today? I kind of hear myself saying these words. And when I'm talking to friends and church members and colleagues, I, I hear these words. And I hear them both saying, and I hear them as others are saying to me, I'm just tired. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed by not having all the answers. See, during this pandemic, it has had an impact on each and every one of us. It has had an impact. We want... I hear these words again, and I keep saying them. We just want this to end. I feel like we're constantly negotiating things in our head. We're constantly playing a game. We're trying to figure out how do we live? How do we go about 
What do we do? Where do we go? And we're overwhelmed. We're trying to figure things out. And there's a cloud that's over our heads as we walk through life. And the question that we all ask is, when is this going to end? When is this going to end? And the more I think about what we, each one of us is doing when we are trying to negotiate things in our own heads, is we are trying to do risk assessment. A friend of mine uh, worked for the U US Department of uh, Agriculture uh, down in Washington, DC. And what he did for the government was he was an officer of risk assessment and he tried to explain to me what he did for a living. It didn't make any sense to me. It's like, I, I didn't get it. Like, I was like, what is risk assessment? But that's essentially what you and I have been doing for the past two years. We've been constantly trying to assess the risk. Do I go to the grocery store? Do we not? Do we buy online? Do we do this? Do we go to this party or not? Do we sit here or sit there? Do we eat out or do we just do carry out? We're constantly trying to figure out what we need to do, how we need to live. And while we are doing that, there's another thing that we have experienced as well. For most of us, almost all of us, at some level or the other, we have experienced a sense of loss. Now we have lost our loved ones. We have lost our loved ones and we continue to grieve their passing. We have lost things that are really, really dear to us. Some of us have experienced because of kind of being in isolation and kind of forcing us to be away from each other, loss of friendships. We also have a loss of identity as well. What are we? And we're constantly feel like as individuals and as a community, we're constantly have to take a stand now. We have constantly are forced to take a stand. Am I for this or am I against this? kind of being forced to pick sides. And all this is weighing us down. All this is putting us and pulling us down. See, we're doing all these things, right? That I was talking about risk assessment, we're grieving, we're carrying all these things, and we're trying to navigate life and the challenges that we face each day. Right? I feel like, and again, I, I think in boxes. So I feel like on the one side, we have all this stuff that we're carrying. But on the other side, life is still continuing to happen around us. Our demands for our life have not changed. We still have to go to work, still have to do our homework, still have to do the laundry, still have to take care of bills. And all this is happening as well. Like This has not stopped on the other side of it. Life has not stopped for us. And we are now, we're living in two realities. One is trying to understand our identity, which side am I on? And we're trying to regain a sense of who we are and also trying to do the mundane. Like going to weddings and funerals and Christmas parties and birthday parties. And friends, we have a lot that we are carrying today. Each one of us. 
each one of us. And the image that kind of looks like is this. <clears throat> There's so much that we have on our shoulders. There's so much that we have on our shoulders. And today, Christ, uh, the, from the reading from the Gospels, Christ is inviting us to celebrate the Sabbath. To celebrate the Sabbath. We live in a culture uh, that where we focus on production. And tell me if you are one of these people, because I'm going to create a support group for all of us. You know, I've, you know, I didn't have a good day. If you've ever said this, I want you to raise your hand. I didn't have a good day. I didn't get anything done. How many of you have identified having a good day to how much you've got done? Right? I didn't get anything done. Or sometimes you use the words, oh, I'm so behind. I got to do so much. I need to do, I need to do. Or on the flip side of it, we kind of celebrate the other side of it. Oh, it was such a good day. I got all my emails answered. Why is that a good day? <laughs> I got laundry done. It was like, yay. I was like, okay. It's laundry. <laughs> right? And all this is weighing us down. We live and focused on Things that need to be done. And it is weighing us down. It is weighing us down. We live in a culture that, as I said, that celebrates production. But Jesus was part of a culture that celebrated something else. They celebrated restrictions. Sabbath was a beautiful gift that was given to the people of God, to the Israelite nation. This was supposed to be a day of rest. It was supposed to be a day where you were in God's presence, where you spend the entire day celebrating what God has done. After six days of creation, we read that God rested. God rested, and that is what we are called to do. It was a gift that was given to us, to all people. But as I said, the people... During Jesus' time, they celebrated not production, but restriction. They created all these extra rules as to how you're supposed to celebrate the Sabbath. They said, you're not allowed to do this, and you're not allowed to do that, and you're not allowed to do this. You can't walk that far. And they made it difficult to celebrate the Sabbath. They were putting on this Lord. Extra stuff was being piled on as they came to celebrate the Sabbath. There were close to over 30 or uh, 40 restrictions as to how, what, or what you're not supposed to do. And this is what we read. As, at that time when Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath, his disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. One of the things that's really interesting is these, these Pharisees who were kind of pointing the finger and saying and putting more stuff on the disciples didn't say, your disciples are stealing. They're walking to somebody else's fields and they're eating that which they don't own. They didn't accuse them of that because the law permitted that to happen. If you walk through a grain of field and you're hungry, you can eat. But here, the Pharisees accusing them of doing work 
the work that they were doing was you were not supposed to harvest. So they were taking out the kernel and the covering on the kernel and taking it out and eating, and that was considered work. And they piled that stuff on them. And that was, they were putting more and more stuff on them. And Jesus says to them, I am the Lord of the Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. And he calls us to a time of rest. One of the things that I, uh, that as Christians, as we begin to look at the Sabbath, uh, one of the things that we have changed is we worship on Sunday and not Saturday. Saturday happens to be the Sabbath. The reason for that is because we say Sunday is the Lord's day. This is our Sabbath day. This is the day where we come and be in worship. Where we celebrate the entire day with God's rest. That is what we are called to do. And for most of us, Sunday has become a day that is a catch-up day. I'm going to get it done on Sunday. But God is inviting us to celebrate the Sabbath. Not pile more stuff on it, but to celebrate it. Because our God is the Lord of the Sabbath. And this Sabbath, of wanting to keep the Sabbath, not only did God rest, not only is Jesus the Lord of the Sabbath, it is actually part of our moral law. It is part of our Ten Commandments. You shall keep the Sabbath. This is part of our identity, friends. We are called to keep the Sabbath. And Stella agrees with me. Thank you, Stella. We are called to keep the Sabbath. Friends, let's not pile more stuff on the day of rest. And then Jesus uh, calls his disciples to do this. Verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This would be very familiar to the people in Jesus' time because they were a culture that uh, did agriculture. Like, you know, they, they worked the field. So this is how it looks like. The, the blue part that's kind of connecting both of the oxes is what is called the yoke. When Jesus is saying, come take my yoke upon you, that means we need to let some stuff go. In order for us to be yoked with Christ, we need to let some stuff go. And so friends, this morning I want to ask you, what is it that you are carrying today that is just pulling you down? That is just pushing you down? Because Jesus is asking you to come. Take my yoke and learn from me, for I am gentle, hum humble and hard, and you will find rest for your souls. Are you carrying things that are just pulling you down? Hear the invitation of Christ to come to him. It's to come to him. And you will find rest for your souls. Verse 28, this is what we read. Come to me, all who you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, all who are tired Come to me, all who are overwhelmed. Come to me, all who are saying, I'm over it. Come to me, 
is where Jesus is inviting you today with a promise, and I will give you rest. And I will give you rest. Friends, this is a promise that is being given to us from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come to me, all who are feeling burnt out. Come to me, all who are tired. And I will give you rest, is the promise that Jesus is saying to you. When you walked in today, uh, each one of you uh, got a got a little rock. Kind of want you to hang on to this piece of rock that is there, and if you haven't gotten one on your way out, make sure you pick this up. I want you to put this rock uh, in your car or your dresser. I want you to put this next to your Bible, or you can do what I do: put it in your coat pocket. Um, a dear friend of mine experienced a loss a couple of months ago. And what I did was I put a card in there, in here. I put this card in there. And every time I put this jacket on and I put my coat on and uh, put my, you know, put my hands in my pocket, I touch that card. And I'm reminded to pray for my friend. I do this all the time. And I want you to do something very similar. I want you to hang on to this rock. And whenever you're feeling overwhelmed and burdened and tired or experiencing a feeling of loss, I want you to hang on to this. And I want you to remember that Jesus is calling you and saying, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. This rock is a reminder for us, friends, that Jesus will give you rest. Whatever is holding you or dragging you down, you can put it aside and take the yoke of Christ. And he will walk with you. You don't have to do this alone. So this morning I want to do something. Um, I want to invite you to a time of prayer. If you are feeling overwhelmed and tired and you are saying... I just need some prayer today. The pastors are going to be standing up here in front. I want you to come and we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you uh, as Donna is leading us in this song. If you're in need of prayer and you'd like one of the pastors to pray, please come forward.